All right. Is that enough for you? That's yeah. That's plenty. I got more. I got more stories. <laughs> I don't need them. I don't need them. We can do it on the pod. It's just us. Let's do it. Ready? Oh, for sure. For sure. Welcome everyone to episode 33 of 99100, the podcast counting up the top 100 domestic gross box office movies of 1999. I am your flying solo host, Sparky Shelton. And I'm Ryan. That's right. It's just us. It's just me and the boy. hey Tino is in a bridge or on some manner of scaffolding. It's unsure. It's un... Uh, uh, it's, it's not quite, uh, understood by me, at least, why he's not able to record, but the show must go on. Um, we have, we have invoked, uh, pirate code and are, are proceeding without him. So it's just me spending some one on time, one time with my good friend, Ryan. How you been, bud? Hey, what's up, guys? You know, just hanging out. <laughs> I watched two movies today. This one and uh, another movie called uh, "The Boy Stuck in the Plastic Bubble" or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't Sorry, think that's John what Travolta. it was called. But um, you're really trying to trying to get into the movie. I was hoping we could we could banter a little bit. I was hoping oh, we could banter. I was just saying that I, well, what I did today. You know, it's, I woke oh, up. Oh sure. I sure. made myself some coffee. Yeah. I ate some few day old fruit. I don't. I don't. It was in the fridge. I got a fork. It was in a Tupperware. I ate the. I ate the fruit. Um, then I. You know, watched Netflix, ordered board and brew via Uber Eats. It took an hour and a half to get here. I, still good. I watched, still delicious. I watched. I watched your delivery. You shared a link to view the oh, Uber yeah. Eats, and <laughs> I forgot I did. And that. I watched it, and it was. I'm glad you got it. What did you get? I just got a chicken club. You know, some chicken, some mayo, some lettuce, tomato. I mean, and bacon. I had board and brew on Saturday. I went out lobster fishing. You ever been lobster fishing? No, whose boat is that? I want to know whose boat. That's that my is. brother's boat. Your brother has a boat. My brother has. Damn, he's living the dream. My brother has a a share of a boat. He has a oh. he has a bunch of friends that they have this boat. That's not actually the boat uh, that they bought together. They bought a boat with a motor, and then the, that boat's motor broke, so they got a new motor, uh, and then the boat that they put that motor on cracked so they got a new hull um so they have a whole new boat and now they're getting another motor because the motor from the old boat's too small for the new boat they basically um uh played the the thought experiment of ship of theseus with the insurance companies and one big wow crazy see my dream is to live on a catamaran Let's dig into which that. Which will run me. That's the which will run me around the price of a, the the median price of a home in California. That's true. Yeah. So the catamaran. That's the one that's like, it's like split, and there's a net between them. Uh, on some of them, a lot of them are just like they. It looks like they have their little boxes with little houses in the middle, and that yeah, it is split though. Gotcha. And yeah, so like, um, they're like two bedroom homes, you know. Yeah, with a little kitchen and a living room. Uh, and then you're on the outdoors. Yeah, I have a wrinkle for you. I want to start I want to dig into this. Um When I was out on the boat, we we pulled back in uh 
after after we got our zero lobsters um and up on the dock were sea lions like there were sea lions on literally every single dock and okay. what what happened was we pulled into the dock we pulled alongside we tied the boat down the sea lions barked loudly and then slipped into the water now when i say barked loudly i meant there were at least 12 discrete sea lions that barked louder than i would say a car revving to max tilt three streets away so how how are you gonna in terms of noise abatement i mean the listeners know how good you are at noise abatement um so (laughs) so how are you gonna fix that how are you gonna (laughs) crack that nut the bahamas baby okay i'm going to the bahamas okay because i i currently live full-time on the east coast i'll probably buy the boat out there probably the the phraseology there is very close to i'm about to buy a boat well okay i don't know how long i'll be living over there but currently i'm a i'm a more of a living in the now kind of guy (laughs) you're an east coast man you don't have you don't have time for this this sort of west coast uh uh shogunism shogunism no here's the thing because i've been told that yes I have been told I am bringing the West Coast shogunism <laughs> over to the East Coast. Is that what you just said? West Coast I shogunism? I did say shogunism. It's nonsense. I don't know why you adopted it <laughs> so fast. It sounds a lot like chauvinism, which you probably shouldn't subscribe to. I don't believe I do. Let me Google the definition <laughs> of that really quick. <laughs> let's let's i i am so curious to the results of this little this little deep dive into vocabulary uh well the first one is militant devotion to and glorification of one's country okay which i subscribe i do not subscribe to that either, sure but uh prejudiced belief in the superiority of one's own gender group or kind i think that's what you were going for i don't subscribe to that either um in fact i have my people my people are are one to become the victim of chauvinism if you will yeah sure i i i did want to ask you about your people um because i've been i've been listening to this book uh about the great supreme court justice louis brandeis the first uh jewish person on the supreme court also almost went there huh almost went to his school brandeis university in boston yeah yeah that's that's him um, he, uh, he was also, a, an incredibly influential leader in American Zionism in like the 1912s. So a good deal of the book talks about his, his, uh, influence in Zionism and a word that's used a lot is Jewry, like the unification of American Jewry, J-E-W-R-Y. Does that, does that... Is that a is that a word that's 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 often used outside of a conspiracy theory? I guess is my question. Outside of an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory, how often is the word Jewry used? I've never heard the word, and you know <laughs> it's a not a normal word when in the Merriam-Webster dictionary <laughs> definition, time traveler is in the definition. Really? Oh, what? Read it. Read it. Read it. What? It's in their example. 
Wait, oh, wait, what? This is, oh, it was in their example. <laughs> Sorry. I gotta Excuse hear all me. of it. Read the whole entry, please. Oh, no, jewelry is, it, never mind. That was just, it was like, it's a book about jewelry <laughs> from the 13th century. <laughs> That's why it was talking about, they have this weird metric on the Merriam-Webster website called Time Traveler. So I'm sure there's a time traveler for the word. Oh, I see. Okay, whale sure. Or sure, some shit. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, fuck it. Um, but yeah, no, their definition is just the Jewish people. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but it's fine. I think, I think the main problem that I'm getting with on this book um, uh, is it's it's on Audible. Have you listened to an audiobook? Like, have you listened? I fucking hate audiobooks. That's so interesting. Tell me why. Tell me all of it. We're not even gonna. We're gonna barely talk about this movie. I I feel like we're gonna blaze through it in like three minutes. I have so many comments about the movie as well, though. I'm I'm um, very excited, but but first, let's talk about audiobooks. Okay, audiobooks. I, it's like okay to me. That's like the origin of ASMR. <laughs> and that okay, continue, continue. And I, I can't stand ASMR. So like the. When I was younger, my my grandparents and, like, older people would, when I was in the car, I'd be stuck in the backseat, and they'd be like, we're not going to listen to the radio. We're going to fucking listen to some audiobook of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants or sure, some sure, other shit. Gotcha. But, or, like, the detective, there was, like, a detective's one. I don't, I don't even remember. But just hearing the smacks of the tongues in their super sensitive super sensitive microphones that's, that's why i that's it's why i also don't listen to podcasts not even barely very rarely will i listen to ours <laughs> a singing endorsement 99 100 i don't even listen to podcasts not even this one co-host ryan because our audio is so good that i can't stand it <laughs> i don't think you're gonna have that problem for the next couple of weeks bud i think that i think that you're we're not all gonna really... have that problem I will be huh? fine when I go you, back to my recording studio. You're going to be fine. I'm not going to be. You're going to get this echoey hall of uh, of large intellectual shoes to fill um, that is this office. Speaking um, of large intellectual shoes to fill. Can I finish my bit about my audiobook, though, real quick before we get oh, yeah, into well, it? <laughs> well, I, I didn't even realize it was a bit about audiobooks. I'm sorry. I, think I guess that, like everything we talk about is a bit... I, that's meta, but true, 100%. I think the problem I have with this one is, how do I phrase this diplomatically? It's a book that talks a lot about Zionism and uh, and Israel and the Jewish people. And um, the voice actor is, oh, what's the word, Goyish, I would say. It reeks of goy. Oh, okay. Well, you can't. Uh, hang on. You can't say reeks of goy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Is that bad? I, it just sounds bad. But goy is just, is non. That's fine. Goy is gentile. Oh, is it? I always mix it up, bro. I, I'm be honest. <laughs> no, I'm. It, it's he. He's very non-Jewish. Let's let's put it that way. Wow, I don't even know how I'm going to edit this portion. Um, oh yeah, it is Yiddish for uh, for Gentile. You're correct, right? Thank you. I'm wow. I'm not even going to comment. And and the problem I'm having is it is a very blue blooded white man 
voice. And the amount of times that the word Jew and Jewry comes out, he puts, you know, he puts a little too much mustard on it. I'm going to say. Oh, be- well, okay. I can think of a firsthand example of this. I'm in previous episodes, in previous episodes, <laughs> I've spoken about other cultures, specifically the Chinese, and you and Constantine exploded about me about at me about how I, I how I how I said <laughs> the Chinese. You do okay, yeah. It, it's precisely that. It is precisely the no, no malice. <laughs> oh, absolutely no malice. Absolutely no malice. But but just a little too much schmutz to borrow from the Yiddish. <laughs> too much schmutz. A little, little too much schmutz for my liking. Anyway, speaking of okay. schmutz and goys, um, our movie speaking this week. Of goys. Our movie this week was the 1999 classic, uh, uh, committee film, comedy film. Sorry, I wrote that wrong, down wrong. <laughs> uh, Superstar, the uh, Saturday Night Live spinoff movie, um of uh what was her name what's the it's uh um um oh auspicious start sparky you're really killing it here um you can't even rem- <laughs> just, you can't remember the just actress again, dude just you can't remember again. the actress nor the character's name mary Catherine gallagher is the character's name which is a molly shannon snl character um and uh, and the movie. Where do we even start with this, my man? How do we? I I mentioned this in the rap, but I have to mention it now as well. Okay, this is what I would imagine. It's like to take salvia. <laughs> I've never taken salvia, but. This is the trip that I would imagine I would think that, occur okay. if I had taken some crazy, disgusting is a, drug. Is it a good? Is it a good? A good salvia trip or a bad absolutely salvia not. trip? Absolutely no, not. Bad one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why do we even? Dumb question, really. All right. Um, so it starts off with this like disgusting girl who's just like so <laughs> sex crazed. But like she goes to this weird Catholic school, and you are you are you are taking a swipe she, at the first twenty minutes of the movie at the moment. She just wants to get laid, I guess. Like okay, every other okay, horny teen. But like all of I'm gonna the give main you another minute. Are like, I'm gonna give you another minute on this synopsis, and then I'll come in and clean up the mess. That sound good? For sure. That's fine. That's fine. Go for it. They, all of let me let me say this. All of the main characters are, look like they're forty five, and then the rest <laughs> of them are like sixteen. So already okay. off to a bad start in casting. Like I don't I don't know what they were doing. SN, I guess SNL is they were doing it sort of. But <laughs> she goes to this Catholic school. She's the the nerdy girl who watches movies. She works at a movie store. She rewinds the videos for her job, which I guess was a thing in that time and uh she has this big crush on the on on the the captain of the football team will ferrell what was his name in the movie his name was sky Sky. mclaughlin something sky corrigan sky corrigan that's it yeah um he has this disgust well not i mean she was a rude rude girlfriend the head cheerleader and all molly shannon 
aka Mary Catherine Gallagher wants to do is get with this Will Ferrell guy and she is going out of her way to do so i.e. trying out for the cheerleading squad doing and then it leads into like some weird ad company or something like hey if you try out for our talent show at the end of the semester we'll put you in as an extra into our fulfilling movie that makes people feel good were you and she's like i'm an, i'm gonna be the fucking superstar were you on salvia while you watched this movie did you watch this movie on like two times speed i just gave a quick rundown we can get more into the details i mean yeah that is sort of the podcast is getting into the details yeah molly shannon's character mary Catherine gallagher is a uh sparky you could have cut me off at any time i told you i was gonna give you a minute and then you didn't take a breath i was gonna give you a minute wait for the minute to go up and then wait for you to take a pause and you didn't stop it was amazing exhausting it was exhausting. It, it was, and exhausting. you could tell by the end of my monologue yeah. that I was exhausted. <laughs> so she, she's, she's a. I'm gonna fill in a little bit of the plot points so that you know when they're when they're Chekhov's gunned, you know, then we'll all be on the same page. Um, so Molly Shannon is a uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher. It's a socially awkward, very hyperactive uh, uh, young woman who's very. All she wants in the world is to kiss like um, it is not to get laid, as my co-host crudely alluded to, but a Hollywood style fireworks kiss, I think is the line. Um, It also starts with like a weird thing about jumping into a pool. You remember that, Ryan? Oh, yeah. When she was a kid and. Okay, yeah, so they start off when she was young. <laughs> I'm just I totally gonna give, forgot about that. This is, this is what I want to do this episode. I'm just going to give, like, the smallest little iota and then just let you run until you run out of breath. Okay, for sure, yeah. So she jumps into... <laughs> well, okay, I don't remember why it was relevant at the time of when she was jumping into the pool, but they do allude back to it <laughs> because... Later in the film, after you find out that she's a loser, which is very shortly into the film, she gets put into the quote-unquote, I'm quoting the film here, retard class. They use that word very generously. Yeah. Not incredibly problematic. Um, I I believe the school actually used the term special education, but she gets bullied a lot. Yeah. So, like, the rest of the football players are like, yo, our word. Very similar to uh, the other sister, where people at this school are just like outwardly yelling slurs at these at the and and the teachers do very very little to um, very little to actually you know stop that. She yeah. So the the setup real quick again pushing back because you lost me a little bit. Not gonna lie. She wants to have a Hollywood kiss, and she thinks that the best way to do that... Just give me... You keep going. Just give me one second. I need to go fix one thing. Is it the lack of whiskey in your class? Okay, now I'm on the podcast. No, I, I think I've, 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 I've taken enough for my dad, but I, I, I just need to check one thing. It'll give me like two seconds. Take me like two seconds. Okay. Okay. So Molly Shannon, she, Mary Catherine Gallagher, wants the Hollywood kiss feels she has to be a superstar to do it uh um there's a freeze frame roll credits moment that was very 90s that i appreciated and wanted to note uh 
the person she wants to kiss is Will Ferrell, who's laughably cast as an attractive high schooler. Um, and yeah, she ends up <laughs> because she has all of these outbursts at this Catholic school's special ed program where she's mercilessly bullied by Tom Green. Where did you go, buddy? Right, you guys ever uh, <laughs> overload a, a washing machine? <laughs> did you did you put too much stuff in the washing machine and then it sounded like it was breaking? Is that what happened? I didn't even do the laundry. My mom did. <laughs> How did you know it was too much stuff? She does it more than you do. Because, dude, when... Actually, I don't... It wasn't even, like, too much stuff. It was just lopsided. <laughs> and, like, the axle that the the barrel spins on is kind of loose okay sure so when it builds up momentum Mm -hmm. rotational velocity um it starts to fucking shake and bang and then you can like you you know it's it's just annoying it's very loud very scary like is this washing machine going to explode like i i don't know about what can they explode um yeah maybe they They sort of like shake themselves apart the failure mode is not so much an explosion because it's like rotational so it just sort of like jumps up and down keeps spinning well in this case it's a vertical barrel oh yeah those blow up top loader yeah so those absolutely i'm not a washing machine expert but uh you know it's jarring i can hear it from upstairs absolutely you did the right thing buddy fix it you did the right thing i i caught us up we're at we're at um uh the very very offensive exploitative special ed class where like every person has like their their mental illness is like literally just a gimmick that's sort of played for laughs um oh yeah like the guy who killed his parents but he and he had a stutter so he didn't talk to people because he just got bullied and just being silent the whole time well that's an act three reveal that you just dropped in act one mate hombre I don't know how far you got. <laughs> you thought I got to the end of the movie? <laughs> I was really hoping. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so... God, I don't even know. I even know the what plot, happened Look, dude, this. the plot was not even worth... I mean, okay, the, it, if you choose to watch this movie, just know that you need to be so fucked up to get any enjoyment out of this. Um, like, so drunk or so high. That's all I'll say. Yeah, sure. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so, there's... God, I don't even remember what happens next. It's like... It's, yeah. It's <laughs> she like, makes um, out with trees or some shit, too. Like <laughs> There's like a dream where she's visited by Jesus, but it's actually Will Ferrell. Um, oh, that was my Miller highlight, actually. Oh yeah, Will Ferrell as Jesus. Yeah, that was like the funniest. That part was of a very movie. funny bit. Um, it's like this is your subconscious manifesting God. I'm not actually God. Very plain, plain yeah, and straight. Sky Jesus, you know. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the yeah, there's a a big competition, a big talent show that Mary Catherine Gallagher's grandmother doesn't want her to compete in because she has to be a businesswoman and uh will ferrell's girlfriend bullies molly shannon oof 
Fun fact about her, her name is Evian, and she was the stepmom in The Parent Trap starring Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan and Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. I wonder if we're going to get a Dennis Quaid movie this year. Dennis Quaid. Is Parent Trap on this list? Probably not, since it didn't come out in 1999. Yeah, frequency. That's what I'm asking. Oh, it's 2000. That's a bummer. Dennis Quaid. Parent Trap was 98. You were damn close. Damn it. See, I fucking told you, dude. That's crazy. Oh, he was in Any Given Sunday. I'm pretty sure we got Any Given Sunday. I hope we got Any Given Sunday. I'd kill for a sports movie. Yeah, we do. Um, So, uh, I don't even remember, man. There's a, a, a talent competition. Grandma doesn't want her to compete. Um... And then uh, Will Ferrell. And then she does anyway. Will Ferrell is she nice. Auditioned. Will Ferrell is nice to, um, is like nice to Mary Catherine Gallagher, and that makes Evian angry. I didn't entirely track why, um, but uh, then there was also an entire scene where she's daydreaming. And the whole cafeteria yes, does that's the robot. Right, yeah, there's like there's a whole big dance sequence that's um, in her head. She has these fits of delusion, which again played for laughs because why would we take something like that seriously? Um, and then, uh... yeah. So, well, I mean that she, Will Ferrell walks up to her. This is pretty like still Act One kind of stuff where uh, he walks up to her and uh, he like says. Nice moves. Yeah. I'm a ima- I'm like sick 90% sure that he didn't see everyone just do the robot. Yeah, that wasn't but, real. Uh, you got that right. Yeah. <laughs> he still said nice moves even while she was just standing there looking at him, but uh Evian did not like the fact that Sky was 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 befriending this girl. Yeah. And then yeah. later they kind of get into a fight. And uh, this 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 uh, leads to the demise of the relationship between Evian and Sky. Hmm. Yeah. Which then, after she goes on a training montage, you know, with the grandma finally accepting her. Oh right. Her. Yes. Oh well, they they get into a fight. They get into a fight. Evian and Gallagher get into a fight. And oh, um, how sick would this movie would this... be if it was just Gallagher instead of Mary Catherine Gallagher? Just oh, exploding yeah. melons and shit. <laughs> There's uh, the part that we did miss was that uh, the grandmother had told the Mary Catherine Gallagher that her parents were viciously torn apart by hammerhead sharks, um, but in reality they were Irish step dancers, and somebody bumped the record player and stomped them to death because everybody was trying to keep up with the music since it was going faster. Um, which is why that she can't, she can no longer, uh, perform. It's why the grandmother doesn't want her to perform. Um, and, uh, the grandmother is finally like, no, absolutely. You can, you can do this talent show. There's a whole thing about the, uh, the people at the schools telling her that she's she can't. So, did we even track? 
Did we even track that Will Ferrell broke up with his, his girlfriend? Did we even say that? I was getting to that. That was way before what we were talking about. Oh, I don't know, man. I was getting this to that. Is... So, yeah, they get into the fight. Yeah. And then Evian gets suspended. Sure. What's her Gallagher, yeah. as I said before, doesn't get suspended because her grandma rolls in on her wheelchair as Father What's-His-Name has his hands on her tits. And she's like, what's going on here? Because there's a lot of like sus stuff going on at this <laughs> church school. Oh, it's Catholic. And so he's sure. like, oh, yeah. And he's like, well, well, hold on. This isn't what it looks like. It actually isn't what it looks like. <laughs> In a stunning turn that. of events, it's not what it appears. Grandma doesn't know that. <laughs> so he's like, all right, you can audition for the talent show and you're not suspended. Evian, get fucked. So Evian's at home. Uh, taking a moment, eating some bugles. They yeah. And then there's a lot of trig. there's a lot of very funny uh bulimia jokes that are totally funny. So good, so <laughs> funny. Um yeah. Also, you did say you said her her. I think you said tits, which is just it's just ear poison. But there is a recurring bit in this Sorry. movie where breasts. Evian, we want? huh? What? What? How did you manage to interrupt <laughs> me precisely at the interval that I was talking? It was like, God, amazing! I love you. You're my, you're my good friend. What? What were you saying? What did you say? Well, yeah. Oh, you wanted me to say breasts instead of tits? Is I don't know. Don't say either. Say memories. Yeah, I don't care. But there is a recurring bit in this. There's a recurring bit in this movie where I'm not even gonna not even gonna try to go over this bit. Um, but uh, yeah, so they get into a fight. Hilarious <laughs> bulimia jokes. The grandmother's like, "Yeah, your parents didn't die because of sharks. They died because of the Irish." I don't know. Um, they go on this. She she was on Broadway. The grandmother. Um, and they have this training sequence, which is my God's honest truth, Miller highlight of the day, because this is a PG-13 movie. And as we all know, PG-13 movies get to drop the F, F word one time. And this was perhaps the most artistic, beautiful <laughs> dropping of the F word I've ever seen in my life. Uh, because the grandmother is lecturing all of these kids who are in Gallagher's, uh, special ed class, um, She's she's like, when I say kick, you kick. When I say jump, you jump. When I say sing, you sing. When I say, and she gets cut off. She gets cut off and says, wait, I've is like, mom or grandma, I think they get it. And she goes, I've got two more. When you booga booga, you, when I say booga booga, you booga booga. And one of the kids says, what's booga booga? And the grandmother says, I don't know, but if I say it, you better fucking do it. <laughs> I I killed the bit. So I could, yeah, obviously, obviously, it's not going to translate. But I went through the whole trouble of trying to tell the whole joke, and I think that our listeners respect that sort of commitment. Do you know their names? Do we get Do we get that that data? Because I'd like to personally thank each and every one of them. <laughs> the The names of our of our listeners. Yeah, you know. Well, uh, we actually showed up in one of my friends Spotify. Uh, yearly Spotify reviews. Me too, because this is the only podcast that I listen to. That's sick. I don't even listen to this one. (laughs) Um, 
And so Rachel and Zero, I don't think they keep listening, though. I think it was just they had 13 hours in the car to kill. Um, maybe they'll have another 13 hours on the way back. So um, I know my friend Jake does. Jake listens. Yo, thanks, Jake. Jake listens, Jake listens and made a callback reference to the doghouse in our group chat. Holy shit. Yeah, isn't that wild? Jake, Jake, why don't we have Jake on the show? Let's get rid of Tino. <laughs> yeah, fuck Tino, you know? Jake, he's a, let us know your thoughts. Yeah, Jake, come do an episode with us. See what happens. Pick a movie. Pick a pick a movie. See which one you want to do. I don't know. There's a talent show. Obviously, they do the whole thing, and it's really good and funny. And there's a whole C-plot that we didn't even get to about how the kid who supposedly killed his parents and doesn't say anything was actually uh, just has a stutter. stutter. Yeah. And uh, we did mention that, but that was also a kid that Gallagher saved from drowning when they were kids with the freeze frame. It was very convoluted, not even remotely necessary. But um, they fall in love. Uh, she finally kisses Will Ferrell and is like, it was fine, but it wasn't fireworks. Kisses the other guy. Uh, and there are the fireworks, and that's the whole thing. She also makes out with trees and does a whole bunch of other funny stuff like that, like making out with trees. Uh-oh. I lost, uh, I lost Ryan. I hope he's still recording. <laughs> oh, man. If you have made it this far in the podcast, you really, I mean, try Audible. Try audiobooks. That's going to be, that's going to be the ad for the day. Listen to better podcasts. Listen to, like, Radio Lab, I'm sure you already do, but like Radio Lab is good. Strict Scrutiny is a good one. It's about law and the Supreme Court. That's really good. Um, he's disappeared. I don't even know what to do now. It's just me. He's probably still talking into his microphone, is the thing. Let's give him some silence. I bet he stopped recording. I bet he didn't even. You're back. Did you keep recording? Oh, yeah, I did. Wi Fi crashed. Oh, that's good. But it looks like uh, recording doesn't require Wi-Fi because it's just a microphone. <laughs> That's good. I'm 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 glad. I I finished I finished the I finished you the know, synopsis. I, I heard you. I heard you. By the way, I bet he didn't even keep recording. You piece <laughs> of shit. You heard I me totally, the whole time. No, I heard you that last sentence. So <laughs> anything wow. in between? Wow. I'm sorry. I was actually giving you silence to see what you were saying on the other end. Oh, I wasn't saying anything. So we, oh, you can that's just, fine. I'll cut that out. that out. Yeah. Anyway, we're done. We're done with the synopsis, my man. We did. All right. It. We got to the end. Unless you had anything you wanted to note, I talked about the um, making out with the tree. No. Nah, oh uh, well, that that yeah. No, I mean, I saw yeah. like a video of a bunch of kids on drugs at Coachella doing the same thing. So, are there trees in Coachella? Yeah, it's the Enzo Borrego Valley. You know, there's palm trees all over the place over there. Sure. I've driven past it a couple times. Never been. It's technically actually it's the it. Coachella Valley, but, you know, it's... It is the Coachella Valley, I was going to say. Very close. It's by Enzo Borrego. Yeah. Some great roads to drive on up there. Um, We're, we're done, bud. We're cool. Done I have an ad. With the synopsis. I have an yeah, ad. Hit us with it. Today's episode... Well, wait, do I need to give some dead air? Is that... No, that's plenty. All right, I'll 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 take that again. Sorry, everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by Pringles in your area. 
You ever get so hungry <laughs> that you browse the internet for snacks and you're just like, <laughs> I would love to find <laughs> some chips, specifically Pringles. <laughs> you go on website, pringlesinyourarea.com, and there you have it. It just tells you the the, the closest 7-Eleven, Circle K, Arco, okay, Vons sure. for Pringles in your area. Now, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Why? I know that there are Pringles, any purveyor of any foodstuffs at all. Why would I even remotely need to check to see where I could get Pringles? Literally any store or gro- or gas station or convenience store will have them. Well, do you know that? Do you really? Can you say with confidence that they have the flavors and the sizes that you require? See, here's the thing. I was prepared for that question, and you weren't prepared for my actual response, huh? Now, Oh, I'm saying that's the selling point, is that they're oh. not certain. No, see, go here's ahead. the thing. They go are ahead, absolutely though. certain. Speak it plain, child. Because not only can you go to your store, but you can also <laughs> sell Pringles out of your house. Okay? So you can have local vendors... Down the street, next door, across the street, up the road. I see, sure. They're selling so only are... sour cream and onion, or they're only selling pizza flavor, but, you know, at least they tell you. And then also yeah. you got the supermarkets, obviously. But what if you're in the Anza Borrego Valley, and you're just like... What if you... That is such a good point. That is such a good point, because obviously, when things are going well, you know where you can get Pringles. Obviously, when things are happening the way you plan them you can get pringles no problem nearest can of pringles.com that it when they get that pringles right? in your area but pringles in your area they, they redirect to the same website um which is a geocities page um it's there for when things aren't going right when you're lost when you're cold and tired um when things aren't really going your way uh, you know that there are Pringles nearby, um, and you can find them in an unfamiliar area. Uh, Ryan, have you had this? Have you had this experience where um, you go to a new city and you don't know what the good grocery store is? Yes, yes. I moved across <laughs> the country, and I was like, "Well, I I'm in fucking New Jersey now, I guess." So. I, there's no Vons, there's no pavilions, there's no wine bar in this fucking store. Where am I supposed exactly. to get sushi? Where like Precisely. there's, no, there's yeah. no little guy behind the counter making sushi rolls fresh off the the boat. It's fucking New Jersey. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! The fish that is the, the fish is fresh off the boat. The fish. Okay, I'm glad you clarified because we would have gotten <laughs> sued. I would. I'm sure. I've said so many things today that would. <laughs> <laughs> They're not listening. Don't worry. But anyways, yeah, of course. But I definitely fact-checked these all the supermarkets in my area with Pringles in my area to make sure that they Absolutely. had all the Pringle flavors that I needed. Pringles because in your the Pringles area. are also they're also an indicator of of good wares, right? If you can get Pringles somewhere, you can probably pick up um, a carton of Whoppers, some Entenmann's Popums. Um. <laughs> Don't even get me started on it's, the problems. It's an incredible product. Um, Pringlesinyourarea.net.com. Um, use the promo code 99100 uh, for 
the underground speakeasy Pringle cans uh, in your area. Hey, Ryan. Hey, what's up, dude? Who's responsible for this? This is a this is a segment where I I I I feel it's our duty as Hollywood insiders um, to try to piece together why a movie like this got made. Um, and I want to know who's responsible. Lauren Michaels. You know, I think that that is an incredibly strong, that's an incredibly strong pull. I think that's a tough answer to beat. Yeah, dude. Lauren Michaels, executive producer at Saturday Night Live, ostensibly responsible for financing this movie and financing the creation of the characters that inhabit this movie. I do have a rebuttal, though. Is it Robert Kate Weiss? No, you're looking at the credits, aren't you? That sort <laughs> yeah, of defeats the game. <laughs> well, that sort of defeats the game of of look, dude, the bit Lord that Michaels, we're trying to do. Lord, Lord Michaels clearly has lost <laughs> touch with the real world after making this shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's here's my argument. This is he who did, I think is responsible. He did hire Pete Davidson, so that I guess that was his attempted, at... and that redeemed everything. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and SNL has been great ever since. Um, here's my, here's my, I, I do think that I, I again, I want to say that that's a very strong answer. I think that SNL and Lauren Michaels is responsible for a lot of things um, that are completely unfunny. That's sort of the point of SNL, I think. But I think the real villain in this story is the audience the audience at whatever SNL this character first made an appearance. Because look, I think that like an awkward schoolgirl character with weird quirks and says that she wants to be a superstar and is removed from reality, kind of funny. Not that bad. Decent. But if they had just not laughed hard, if they had just chuckled, <laughs> if they had just chuckled at the first appearance, this character would have never seen the light of day, let alone a feature length film. Yeah, absolutely not. So I'm going to say it's who, the poor schmucks in the 1990s, the late 90s, who laughed at this character and made Lorne Michaels money, money hairs at the back of his neck stand up and make a make a terrible movie. Also giving uh, a platform to Tom Green, which I don't think we we have mentioned. Tom Green is in this movie, and all he does is yell retard. That's his whole character. That's kind of funny, though. Is it? Is it though? No, hold on. Before I you're you you have inhaled fully, which means words are about to come out, and I want to stop you before they do and say, "Is it? Think about it." Is it? Okay. Okay, listen. Hear me out. I'm doing... I'm going... What I'm about to say is going to defeat the whole purpose of this podcast. And that is... Put yourself in the shoes of someone in 1999. No. God, dude. No, it's not funny. I don't think it was funny then, either. I think Tom Green was never that funny. It's problematic. 
It always has yeah. been problematic. Sure. But at the same time, you know. It's not very funny. funny. Um, it, but it was funny enough for movie executives in the 1990s to then, like, greenlight four huge films starring Tom Green. So, yeah, I don't even know who Tom Green is. Tom Green's the guy with the goatee. You you know Tom Green. What's you he ever seen? Anyway? Um, you ever seen? Fingered, um, road yeah, trip, sure. Charlie's yeah. Angels. He was also in uh, Stealing Harvard. I think was it around that time. There's a gun in this in this uh, poster of Stealing Harvard. <laughs> um, reminds <laughs> yeah. me of a special guest host we oh had a few God. episodes Jesus ago. Christ, that is a <laughs> rough pull. <laughs> he doesn't listen to the episodes, so it's fine. We can make, <laughs> so funny. We can, we can leave no it. Has, we can leave it at that. No one has any context. Nobody has <laughs> any idea how to connect those two things, and I mean they have all the pieces, but nobody's listening, so it's fine. Um. Uh, man, God, yeah. Hey, buddy. Um, yeah, what's you got a rap? I do. I'm excited oh, to hear it. Wait, we fucking completely forgot to talk about all of the stuff. About 1978 classic. Oh, yeah. Boy Stuck in a Definitely Plastic Bubble or whatever the try fuck Try to forget called. that. So this was a movie that was mentioned in passing in a terrible movie, which I, I do want to say real quick for its credit, movie was 80 minutes. That is solid. In and out. I appreciate the restraint. Yeah. Anyways, all I have to say about <laughs> the boy who's stuck in a bubble... Um, it starts but off with catch this... him up again, catch him up again. So it's mentioned in passing in this movie, and you decided to watch it. I watched the first ten minutes of it because I the did Ryan have other classic. Stuff to do. <laughs> I did have other stuff to do today, and <laughs> I can't stand John Travolta. So, um, it, I just was baffled. I like wh- somebody made that movie, man. Like Tell it wasn't even it. a side. I've never seen this movie. All right, it starts off with a mother and father in 1959. They're trying to have another child. The first child, born with this weird disease where it doesn't have an immune system, so it died immediately. And then the doctor pulls up to them. They're working in in the garden in their nice little home in the 50s. And they're like, and the doctor's like, hey, guys, you're going to have a kid. You're pregnant. Congratulations. Because I guess in the 50s, they don't have like normal pregnancy tests. I don't know that the evolution of pregnancy stick, test technology stick stick you got this buddy stick to the stick to the point let's Anywho, not wander off she has a child same thing same thing he has no immune system and they're like well when when is this going to be fixed what's going on doc and he's like well what do you mean it's he's got no immune system he's going to grow up, pick it up and bud. develop his immune system and they're like well it'll d- months years days days months years and the doctor's like years bro years and they're like oh shit so he's got to be in this plastic bubble forever there and then is, the movie bud. goes on there. the movie goes on where this kid grows up stuck in this plastic ball and John Travolta kisses a girl through a plastic ball you know those things like zorbs you see those dudes in russia yeah, well, like yeah i mean down i know what a plastic ball is my man yeah yeah, that's that's the premise of the movie, and it's their nineteenth favorite film, uh, straight to TV or straight to VCR. Film yeah, straight to video. Gallagher and what's her name? Sure. I have a rap here that I have read written. Yes, I would love a rap. I will say, for most movies, after like forty five minutes in, I'm on my phone. 
He's like, I, <laughs> these movies aren't good. God. But anyways, well, rap, we rap, have a segment rap. for that. Ryan's raps. Come on. All right. Evian with a nice body, looking like the school hottie. Snapping the strap like a hot naughty. That's a N-A-U-G-H-T-Y. You, Headed it, to buddy. the video warehouse. It's not raunchy. Shout out to the rage. Confessing in church like I'm in a cage. Talking to herself like caught in a phase. Not a slut, bitch. It's a screaming caught in a craze. Crashing through the door. Do- Father is dazed. Cue the feral. Looking well kept, not looking feral. Dancing the peppermint, <laughs> wearing denim apparel. This movie is, feels like a fever dream. Stuck in, an, in the outfield, hitting on trees. Why is Mother Teresa staring at me? Now we in special ed. Meeting the new kids, getting high, just pretend. S- Slater just walked in like he rolled, just rolled out of bed. Chopped up his parents, but he never said. Praying to Pharaoh like he's the man on the cross. Kneeling on the pews, facing the man on the cross. Eating the body of Christ, Pharaoh sitting across. Cutting to the photo shoot, speaking French like a boss. Why are there so many Jews working at this church in the cafeteria eating the works, doing the robot like the Young Turks? <laughs> the choreography was definitely the worst. Evian eating uh, bugles like it's rather comedic. She needed a moment. Oh, wait, she's bulimic. Holy shit, Will Ferrell has seen it. <laughs> uh, he's ending it all no more. Evian, believe it. Time for auditions at the talent show. Devil went down to Georgia. She sang to and fro. Father got involved, stopped her singing, sent the devil right home. Now it's time for Gallagher to step up to her throne. I've never taken Salvia before, but this movie is what I'd imagine it would feel like. Salvia <laughs> smokers, please let me know your thoughts in the comments section So this is an below. aside in the rap. That's the end. That's how I decided <laughs> to end it. <laughs> so it's a postscript. I, yeah. <laughs> man... I like that one. I like that one a whole lot. Um, but now it's time for Milk or Merlot, where we discuss whether this movie is aged like a fine wine or gotten stale and bitter like cow juice. Well, I think it's pretty apparent, my opinion, thus far. But yeah, I me too. I mean, it sucked. I will say it. I will say it black and white. Yeah, do it. Milk. Yeah, it's a milk. Like the it's worst, not funny. like non-pasteurized, no GMOs, no making it last a little bit longer. Just like straight old 1950s milk delivered by the milkman every week. It is. It is. I will say, it's clearly written by people who know how to write comedy. It's there yes. are there are jokes that land. There are jokes that, and that when they do land, they take you by surprise, and it's even funnier. Um. But yeah, all things considered, I'm glad it was only 80 minutes. I'm glad they had that restraint. I wish they would have had enough restraint to, you know, not um, uh, not make it in the first place. But, you know, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I guess well, that just leaves one thing. Yeah, it just leaves one of them, which is up to you, I think. Yeah. Um, opening weekend, this movie made right. $8.9 million. It okay. only opened domestic, no international release. Um, production budget, $14 million. Wow, this movie made too much money. Um, inf- adjusted for inflation, it made $54.8 million. Profit? Um, That's the profit from inflation? Uh, they don't, I, I guess opening that's just uh, i know i know the point is that we have to get to the legs but i do want to reflect on that because i do have the face of who who 
takes home that money in Lorne Michaels. And the fact that he probably raked in a, the equivalent of 10 mil off of this movie, uh, my, my guillotine hand is shaken here. <laughs> but anyway, that's beside the point. Please get me, get me the legs. <laughs> we, we are both tired. We are both upset about this movie. The legs God. are 3.44. Thank you. That's fine. Uh, we're done with this movie. Um, forever and ever. Amen. Um, <laughs> it will, it will, it will live on in our deep, deep subconscious and will return to us, uh, like an angel, um, calling forth the second coming when somebody mentions bad SNL movies. Um, but hopefully next week we're on sort of a, we're on sort of a, a, a dead streak, I would say. We've had a couple bad movies in a row. Yo, next week's going to be fire, though. Because next week, our movie is the 1999 classic Dogma. Uh, the logline is, An abortion clinic worker with a special heritage is called upon to save the existence of humanity from being negated by two renegade angels trying to exploit a loophole and re-enter heaven. Uh, this is a Kevin Smith joint. Kevin Smith of Silent Bob and Jay and Silent Silent Bob and Jay Jay and Silent Bob, Jay and Silent Bob. Thank you. It's also got uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in it. The uh, the um, how do you like them apples themselves? Um, fresh off of uh, fresh off of Goodwill Hunting. Is this the first? Is this like the first movie they did um, after Goodwill Hunting? That'd be wild. We'll see. Um, I guess it really doesn't matter, and I guess you'll have to find out uh, when we come back next week. God, hopefully with Tino, because we need him. I think we need him. (laughs) I'm pretty funny, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. All right. Well, I have been your flying solo host, Sparky Shelton. And I'm Ryan. See, it just doesn't feel nice about that. It doesn't feel nice like that. I I leave the dead air. You 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 left the air, yeah. It's like the Jews leaving the door open for Elijah, (laughs) you know. It's precisely like that. And now, classic death.